0: Hello and welcome back to the latest edition of the Omni Talk Fast Five. It is November. What is it, guys? November fifteenth, thousand nineteen. We are excited. We are here as always in our third house podcast studio. I am joined by Carter Jensen
1: and Ann Mazinga on my left. How are you guys doing today? Great, Mister Miami Vice, on the other side of the table I know, here. I, I know.
0: Like, we're I, good. I got
2: a new haircut. Got the glasses on. Yeah. I'm Everybody's. If very- you're not- if you're not watching
1: the video, his shirt is buttoned down four buttons.
2: Oh, my God. So much. If you're not, you hair. soon
1: will be. <laughs>
2: or oh absolutely, God. you
0: won't
1: be. Or,
2: or let <laughs> this be a warning not to watch the yeah, video. Right, right,
0: maybe. Right. YouTube is pre-declined. Parental the advisory. Content. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah but no, I, I got a lot of uh, requests for haircuts after the last few videos the last couple weeks. So I, I took care of that. And so I'm excited. But it's been a big week. We've had a lot of fun. Some cool articles this week. We visited the McKinsey store. Uh, and we wrote about that and kind of just how it didn't really live up to our expectations. Carter, I know you went there too. Yeah, I channeled my
1: inner dad. Like I really got my actual like shopping mindset on. So myself and Charlie went over the McKinsey store. We spent a good half hour in there kind of experiencing each one of the things that they had put up there. And Chris, I know your article just came out this last week and I could not agree more with the way that you approached, uh, the analysis of it. Oh, thanks man. Yeah. What'd you like
0: about it? What'd you agree with?
1: Well, I've always been a big fan of. This is going to sound trivial and minuscule, but like the I, I've always been a big fan of the tap tap to learn more kind of thing. And and the issue is is that I didn't see the benefit from it. And so every time we look at retail technology, we're always trying to figure out like, does this make my life easier? Is this going to elevate the shopping experience? And though the technology was really slick, there were not a ton of barriers. I didn't fully grasp how or why that type of experience would elevate the reason why I'm in store. Mm-hmm. So um, we could talk about this for hours, yeah. but Chris, your article's out, which I think is a perfect depiction of what that whole thing is. And I'm excited to see how this story kind of continues to unfold as well. Um, what else they put in there? What else they do yeah. with that space?
0: Absolutely. It's a cool idea. I give them a lot of credit for doing it. It's the first time. I think anytime yeah. anybody has a first time, you got to give them a lot of latitude. We'll see what they do totally. the next time. Yeah. Um, and it's been, a, it's been an interesting week on a lot of fronts. We've had a lot of interesting people in here this week. In third house, we had the target chief creative officer in here this week. We had uh, Mall of America's leadership in here this week, too, which was a ton of fun. The big sponsor of ours as well. And then uh, we also had a, a Fabric, formerly known as Common Sense Robotics, in here checking out this space, too. So one of the cool up-and-coming com- companies uh, in the hyper-local micro-fulfillment space as I feel well. like my
1: desk is going to get lost. You guys keep packing people in here, and uh, soon enough you're just going to forget about my little space.
2: Oh, Carter will never forget That's about like, you. Yeah, we'll
0: it's the more the merrier. It's slowly a Slowly squeezed in here. out all it's these big names time. coming in. What's the, guy, what's the guy in office space, Milton? There's always a Milton oh, desk perfect. for you, Thanks. Carter, great. and a red In the storage line. room. Staper. Staper, excuse me. Jeez, I can't talk. And shop talk this week man shop talk drops the hammer with like one of the hugest announcements of recent memory and what's your take there
2: uh i'm so excited we got to interview zia daniel wigder she's the chief uh, content officer for shop talk to talk to her firsthand about it and i was excited once we read about it um shop talk for those of you that don't know yeah the shop talk announces all women speakers And the coolest thing I think about what we talked to Zia about was that, you know, she doesn't care what you have to do to get a female (laughs) representative. If you have to have an investor, if you have to have a client speak on your behalf, it's brilliant. Like no excuses. They're going to do whatever they have to, to start to make some change in the industry. And the last 24 hours since the announcement, just watching what's been going on in LinkedIn and what Zia shared with us yesterday about, you know, even companies saying, They're going to try to elevate someone's position so they can speak on their behalf at Chicago. Right. That was amazing. Crazy. So um, yeah, the change is still well on its way. I'm really excited to see who the lineup ends up being in March.
0: Yeah. And for those interested and those willing to help us out on this too, we are actually going to jump on this too, because we've been talking about this cause for a really long time. I think it started going back to NRF 2018. Yeah where we were very unhappy with how that experience went uh, from this perspective. And so we're going to do our part to help. And so today we also announced uh, that Ann and I, for all of our featured podcasts from Shop Talk 2020, we too will only feature women in our podcast. We're excited about it. We think it's the right thing to do. Yes. And hey, be the change you want to happen. All right. You guys ready to get to the top stories? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Of course, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Trigo. Trigo helps grocers unlock the true beauty of, of brick-and-mortar retailing by designing a magical checkout-free experience using computer vision and AI. Together with Tesco, Trigo is now building the largest checkout-free store ever built. And Holla, and where are we going in a week? We're going to Tel Aviv. That's right, we're going to Tel Aviv.
1: That's cool, but let's rewind 15 seconds. Chris, (laughs) could you spell the word Holla?
0: Holla, H-O-L-L-A. I have absolutely no idea. That is
2: okay. That's wow. close. Yeah, okay. all right. I got I'll, it. I'll
1: let that slide. The fact that you guys are going to Tel Aviv is incredibly cool.
0: Yeah, no, it's super cool. We're going to Tel Aviv. We're going to meet with Trigo. Uh, we're going to interview some people, uh, 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 leaders in their company, uh, for a podcast and some video segments we're doing. We're really excited about. It. We're thrilled. Be sure
1: to let everybody know when
0: that content airs as well. And
1: while they're gone, I'll be in charge of Third House, so party every day, whoever wants to come.
0: (laughs) You will. Let the DJ spin, my friend.
1: Chris and
2: I won't have a desk when we get back. (laughs) No, no, Carter will have the place completely redesigned.
1: 100%. Security
2: codes will be
0: changed. All right, let's hit story number one. All right, this was a big one this week. There are a lot of cool stories this week. A lot of nuances to them all as well. First story is that Nike has officially broken up with Amazon. According to Fortune, Nike is going to stop selling its sneakers and apparel directly on Amazon's website, ending a pilot program that began in 2017. Here is Nike's statement. Quote, as part of Nike's focus on elevating consumer experiences through more direct personal relationships, we have made the decision to complete our current pilot with Amazon Retail. Unquote. What do you guys think? So this has been the buzz of the internet this week.
1: Yeah. So there's there's the uh, there's a few like common points that are going on you know throughout LinkedIn, and I've, I've sourced a few of them. So yeah. this idea that Nike's initial foray into this was back in 2017, and the main reason they went about it was to try to get uh, control of really the counterfeit and third party goods that were coming across that platform. So their idea was if we jump into the mix, we might have better control over all of these third party sellers who are selling our brand, um, not necessarily on the cheap, but just Kind of on the sly would probably mm-hmm. be the right word to say it. Um, and ultimately, sales on Amazon were never actually that great. We don't have any hard numbers about that. Um, but the reports often will say that, you know, really, it didn't really make a big dent in Nike's business. Um, and, and as people who are familiar with that line of, of products, they weren't putting their best products yeah. on Amazon either. They were putting the very run of the mill, things you might need overnight, a quick... It's like what you used
0: to get at JCPenney's back in the day. Totally. Yeah. And here's the deal. Seriously.
1: At the end of the day, it's about consistency. I... I would say it's about consumer experience, right? So Nike is looking at their entire retail portfolio and saying, hey, we work with, I think it's like 30,000 plus retailers. Who on that list is actually conveying the experience that we want with the consumer? Mm-hmm. And what they're realizing is that Amazon is so far away from what Nike's trying to do. Amazon's all about convenience and price, we talk about it all the time is that what Nike is? Is that what Nike wants to be? And it's not. And so why would Nike allow their product and their brand to be stewarded by Amazon if it's not being done correctly? And I think in the world we live in today, brand and the brand experience that they create is huge. And it's ultimately all they have is what they've been investing in their entire life. And so the announcement came with the idea that they're also investing heavily into their dot-com and their app strategy, looking for those avenues to go right to the consumer and not let these retailers get in the middle, specifically Amazon. So to
0: you, it's like akin to Nike not putting their stuff in Walmart back in the 90s Totally for the
1: very same reason.
2: 100%. Yeah. I mean, Nike is a lifestyle brand. I think that's the key thing to point out. I think I've been seeing the same kind of things, Carter, on LinkedIn and um, just comments posted on Twitter too. But people are, this isn't a, a solution for everyone. This is a very unique experience because Nike has done an excellent job of making it uh, as a brand, a destination for people and for that lifestyle. People use the Nike app to transact to find new product. It's the one thing, Chris, you say in your talk, you know eighty five percent of the time when you you're looking for your, pair of Nike shoes you're going to Amazon and Google to find something I would argue that Nike's yeah, one of the Nike f- that's different yeah, yeah I would argue that Nike's is one of the few brands where 15% of the time you're going to the Nike plus app whether it's because you're More using it that. for workout to a workout and then you're gonna shop after or it's pinging you when you get to their stores that app is so well done um, that I think that it it makes total sense. I would argue like Lululemon might be the only other place that I can think of off the top of my head where this would make sense, pulling everything off of Amazon and going direct mm-hmm. to consumer.
0: How many times are you guys using the Nike app a week just out of curiosity? <laughs> e- any of the apps, by the way.
2: Uh, Once a week.
1: Are you? I don't use it as much, you know, I think and and like I don't want to say I'm an outlier because I guess I, I am probably one of their demographics they are targeting for some way, shape or form. For sure. Um, you know, I think the other thing, too, is that they arguably have, you know, the best retail app and the best excuse to use a- apps and mobile within retail. Mm-hmm. And I still think they're figuring it out. They're trying to figure out how do we leverage mobile in retail and is it even – applicable like yeah. can we just not even you know and, and i think it's a challenge that a lot of brands are facing mm-hmm. nike has just that uh, kind of leading edge simply because so many people have their apps so the barrier of downloads not there mm-hmm. and they have the resources you know and i think they're putting it towards that at the end of the day we might determine or nike might determine you know i speak as we as like retailers in general but nike might determine that mobile has no place in retail uh specifically for that experience um but i think they're trying to figure that out
0: yeah. I mean, we heard, I, I remember, I remember Nike on stage at shop talking, I think it was 2018. I was really impressed just in terms of how they're thinking about all the assets in their portfolio from their mobile app development to everything. You know, one of our buddies, Carl Boute, had a really good summary of this whole thing on LinkedIn. If you have a chance to check that out or to look that up, I highly encourage it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm on that app. I'm on the app daily, believe it or not, you guys, and I don't even buy stuff. I just go to look at it and check it out. I just find it interesting. But here's the thing for me with this story. At the end of the day, I think the only reason we're really talking about it is because it's Nike and Amazon. When I look at what we do and we focus on education and talking about the industry, I don't actually think there's that much here to this story because so few companies are like Nike. So few companies can do this. You mentioned a few, and like mm-hmm. Lululemon, maybe could do it. But at the end of the day, this doesn't really tell me much or sing- signal to me much. It just means that Nike has a brand and a position to be able to try to do something like this, but it's not necessarily broadly applicable to everyone. So in a, in a lot of ways, I'm just kind of like, yeah, all right, whatever, do what you want to do. Yeah, it shout out to Carl.
1: To he, I think Carl's article was, or his post was one that summed up those points really well, and I thought that was such a great summary of, of points that really kind of outlined what this whole thing means and why they really did it.
2: Speaking of Carl, he also made a prediction of, about story number two. Carl's getting a lot of shout outs this week. <laughs> wow, Carl. Find uh, his link. hope to you're your listening. URL. Yeah. Alibaba, singles day. It was on Monday, That's right, everyone. He did. Next year...
0: What day was it? Was it like 11-11 or something? 11-11. Next
2: year, we will be in China for that event. I'm I'm making that prediction. Yeah, we are trying to do it. Um, We had the
0: chance this year. We just couldn't swing it.
2: Yes. Uh, So according to Fortune and one of many sources, the Chinese e-commerce giant said that its platforms sold 38.4 billion with a B dollars in sales. On singles day. So they did a few things they had. Um, you could do pre-orders that would be um, transacted on the uh, on singles day. They made their first billion dollars in sales in just sixty eight seconds. Jeez. And the first. I always first love that stat. And it Such always a is a stat. fun stat. Yes. First 10 billion in half an hour. Um, everything from electronic gadgets to fashion items. This year, they were really big on the live streaming. Kim Kardashian even debuted her uh, fragrance line via live stream on Tmall, Mall, among several others. Um, and also Taylor Swift, an Asian pop icon gem who Chris loves, uh, performed. <laughs> And everything was live streamed from Alibaba's headquarters. Now, what I. Before
0: find, we get into this, why is Taylor Swift like the live stream that everyone does? Like, what man, is that all about?
1: Because she's a businesswoman. And she knows how it goes down. Really? She knows how it works.
0: Okay, so, question. We got to I have to diverge. So, uh, I, I got to go on a tangent. So, Taylor Swift, like, for you guys, like, staying power. Like, are, are we talking Madonna here? Are we talking this flames out? Like, what, what are you thinking here? You for here. sure, Madonna. Stars. Really?
2: Yeah, she's. Okay. Because she's. She's not just a singer and performer and songwriter, also a businesswoman. That is the key point. Okay. Like she's been you know, had a business strategy. I almost said business. She's had a business strategy, <laughs> business strategy. since uh, since day one. And man, can that lady execute?
0: Yeah, Carter. Do you think the same? Yeah, thing? she's an
1: icon. She's an icon. She's an icon. Mm-hmm. an icon. And like, imagine when her first album came out. I think it was the early what two thousands, probably. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, and she has figured I out a way. If it was that far back to yeah. evolve. Her, I mean, she was a country artist. Evolve yeah, evolve her lifestyle, or her evolve her—not lifestyle, but ultimately became her lifestyle into a yeah. commercial property.
2: I dare you not to like bounce a little bit every time she has a new single. Yeah, they
0: I, I don't comment on what I don't understand.
1: That's like a rule in <laughs> my life, so I'm just gonna let this
0: one go. But, but anyway, back to I just—that's just so fast. She is like the live stream. She did it for Amazon. She did it for Alibaba. Like you know, Coles is going to sign her next. I don't know, but like, what, so what oh, else man. is going on with no. with the think, Singles Day? I think
2: my favorite thing about Singles Day is that Jack Ma comes out like yesterday mm. and he's like, not satisfied. Thirty eight billion, not enough for me. If it it was on a Monday, yeah, we a national the weather holiday. was bad. Yeah. We need people not to be working for Singles Day, and then we, it's like, what what exactly is in his perfect mind? Like, what amount of money will satisfy him? That is crazy to me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, not much to say there. It's just unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the cool thing for me was... <laughs> or not. Speechless. <laughs> I thought Carter was going to have something to say, so I was waiting. But I, 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 the thing for me, though, was actually, I thought it was really palpable this year, just how important kind of the live stream social commerce aspect was that's exactly what i was going
1: to say i mean the live stream side of things was absolutely huge and i think they've figured out a way to bridge the idea of live stream into commerce which is something that i think is is hasn't always been easy and i think we've seen a lot of brands test that a lot of brands play in different waters with that Um, but i think in this execution they've been able to figure out like kim kardashian coming out with that new product line and then generating hundreds of millions of dollars and i don't know the exact stats for that but like generating just huge amounts of sales like Once we can figure this out, and I think, you know, Facebook's tried it, Amazon's tried it, and for some reason, like, I feel that those stories have come and gone. And I've yet to see a U.S.-based execution of live stream direct to commerce that has had such a large impact like we're seeing here. Yeah,
0: I mean, why haven't we seen this on Black Friday? I mean, you had Levi's doing it. You had Allbirds doing it. You had what you just mentioned. Like, why why haven't we seen this yet?
2: We did see it on Wayday. You can't forget about that waited those, was, those was kind live of like, streams were yeah, was amazing. like that was
0: like your stepbrothers version though it was like sort of live stream it was kind of odd it was like faux live stream and I know. and, it's Chris wa- just and didn't it was like there it, so it doesn't count well it was so like it was so like Infomercially too.
1: Like, that's the thing. I know. think there's a. Did there's you see
2: a, Kim Kardashian? There's a platform barrier. Well, yeah. Come on, enough. it's an infomercial. I also saw Levi's
0: jackets dancing around, and it was fun. But like,
1: but the question is, so here's the here's the question: is for another day. Is once yeah. Amazon starts taking a larger chunk out of, let's say, like the NFL, right? Right. Like, what is the <laughs> commerce model that can be layered on top of that?
0: Mm-hmm. Did you see? Did you see? Did you see? He's now rumored to be buying an NFL franchise. By that's the way, shout saying. out to Matt mm-hmm. Bowen. Like, that's crazy. In addition to everything they're doing from a TV perspective, or. T- Uh,
1: live rights perspective, I should say. That's a better way. Well, speaking of platforms and accessibility... Facebook, right? We can't not talk about Facebook. Uh, ultimately, Facebook is taking on Venmo with a new payments tool that can be used across their family of applications. So here's the deal. Uh, the new service is called Facebook Pay. It's launching on the core of Facebook and the Messenger apps um, to start, but will later also appear in things like Instagram, WhatsApp, and the entire family of Facebook apps. Um, so Facebook already has allowed people to send money ultimately through the Facebook Messenger app. But with the Facebook Pay, users will be able to send money to other people via Facebook um, and ultimately accept payments, etc., etc., etc. So this comes on the heels, obviously, of the whole Libra scandal of their idea of, incur- in, you know, putting a new currency into place. But ultimately what they're doing is they're layering on more and more value onto these platforms that everyone has on their device. So let's just look at Messenger, for example, right? So Apple, iMessage. Facebook, Messenger, you have a couple other competitors in the mix. But at the end of the day, people are packing or companies are packing as much value as they possibly can into these applications in order to uh, let's say be the exclusive provider for everything you might need. right? So now why would I ever leave Facebook Messenger when I could pay Chris with that? I can connect with Chris. I can send him a map. I can figure out uh, what movie we're going to later and we can order food all via the Messenger app. At the end of the day, we're seeing more and more things stacked within specifically Messenger apps, but ultimately apps in general as Facebook looks to continue to add value to their entire stack so um, it's interesting and i think there's other commerce features that will come in in parallel with this Um, but i think it's just the start understanding really kind of the transaction um, and me holding a balance in facebook i think opens this new world of commerce that uh, we have yet to see
2: yeah carter it's like you said in the slide you know chris has one of your slides in his presentation too like they're just moving further along the horizontal line of social commerce they're getting more into providing that experience in app and what i'm actually more interested in like this facebook pay is great it's it's coming to the us whatsapp's been doing this for years in china and other countries but i think what's really going to be interesting here is what happens once it applies to instagram now one reason being once you can transact in instagram with that this facebook payment or or transactions there i mean you're now looking at likes going away on Instagram and attribution for brands to influencers directly for sales that they're making now if the t- whole transaction not only does data is all the data owned by Facebook of that entire transaction from start to finish but then you also have brands that will be vying for that data to know whether or not like an influencer that they've paid several thousands of dollars to wear their product or whatever if that's a successful campaign so i think that's really where you know once they they release this to Instagram i think that's being being used by more of the next generation for um, direct messaging and communication. Totally. So I think that's where this is really going to take effect. I don't think that Facebook messenger is really the launching point. I think we've, we've yet to see where this is going to go.
0: Yeah. That's a great point. Carter, put your prognostication hat on here. You know, Emma, the intern is gone. So we're going to have you cover both the Gen oh, Z and millennials, which I, think I feel young, which you're very apt to do. You're very able to do that. Um, where does, where does commerce go? Like, are we talking? Is it going to be text based? Is it going to be some hybrid with voice? And that's this key. And I'm doing this kind of as a key segue to the next story, too. But curious if you had to make a prediction, where is this
1: all going? Well, you have, to, you have to. What is the next commerce platform, Carter Jensen? <laughs> it's a very broad question. <laughs> so sit, sit down for a second. I think you have to separate things between commodity goods and actual kind of like aspirational goods, right? So we know brands like Amazon or platforms like Amazon have been incredibly good at commodity goods. I need new white t shirts, some paper towels, a new charging cord for my cell phone. Awesome. But if they've fallen flat where Instagram is picking up, pay, like taking really kind of the baton where you look at style and fashion, the things you didn't need, you knew. Uh, looking at new gadgets for whatever hobby, like there's an entire new category that Instagram has been able to take a hold of. Now, I would argue that the idea of integrating some of the more uh, commerce features that Amazon has owned in the past, like payments and fulfillment and things like that, Facebook has a capability to layer that in without a ton of, uh, let's say, new user barriers. So I think... Amazon is going to continue to dominate in terms of commodity goods. They got the fulfillment network, et cetera. But I don't think there's anyone in the world who knows us better than Facebook as much as we would like to admit that or not. percent. And I think they have the engine that they can continue to elevate and kind of ramp up to deliver exactly what we need when we need it on a platform that we already love. And that's Instagram. So you look at visual shopping, you look at video, you look at text, you look at images, and then you look at being able to use Facebook pay to quickly buy that new gadget or dress or shirt or whatever you might need ultimately i think they're figuring out how do you go from inspiration and delivering you exactly what you need all the way through it arriving at your door and i think they're pretty darn close to doing that the question is how does it evolve um so it'll be interesting to see how they do that and do they have a right to be in commodity goods i don't know do they want to be maybe not you know maybe they'll leave the paper towels to amazon um but i think at the end of the day Instagram has been this conduit to perfectly delivered goods that you never knew you needed, and I would argue mm. that Instagram is much more of a mall experience, a retailer experience in terms of like what's taking on or taking out physical retail mm-hmm. than Amazon has ever been.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, and that's a great segue too. So, and take us to the next angle of this whole story because there's a there was another big thing that happened this week that's along these exact same lines.
2: Right. So. Uh... Walmart has officially partnered with Apple to make Walmart voice uh, ordering available on Siri. According to the Walmart newsroom, um, people can now ask Siri directly from their smart speaker um, to add items to their Walmart grocery cart. So it's as simple as, I need more ketchup, add to Walmart, and you will have that in your basket. And you can have the option then of going to pick it up or having it delivered directly to your door. So... It works with iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Mac, HomePod, and even in the car with CarPlay. So pretty big deal. Um, what are you – curious what you guys think.
0: I love this. Actually, this might be the one of the biggest stories here. I mean the, the Facebook pay thing is cool. But like I think when you start – the I, kudos to Walmart too. We've hit Walmart. We've lauded them a lot. We've also harangued them a lot. But like I really like that they're trying to do this. Carter, I can't wait to hear what you're going to say on this because I have absolutely no idea. But I think this is great. I mean, I think when you start thinking about like the AirPods and you've got those in your ear and they can coordinate with your phone and you can start to do this type of activity in the moment and Walmart has the kind of fulfillment network set up to make it happen. If the voice technology is good, it's a really good way to get over those hurdles that shopping for groceries online is really hard because hunting and pecking and searching for all those things you want is difficult. Mm -hmm. If voice can get to the point where you can just say really simply and easily, hey, I want this, I want that, I want, you know, put it in my cart and you can do it all with some headset in your ear or something like that. It connects with your phone, you can pay or you can pay with your voice, whatever it is. There's something there. And I've seen a lot of nuances to this technology lately, just coming through the lab where I'm like, okay, yeah, there's something coming in this space and it's cool to see Walmart do it.
1: Yeah. I I think the segue into this was perfect, right? Because you look at commodity goods, right? in the moment and this is Amazon try to do it with their dash button. They try to do it with that wand, They've tried to do it a lot of times. And I think they're on a similar with, with Alexa, they're able to do similar things. Um, you know, you need new paper towels when you run out of paper towels. You know that you forgot the ketchup when you were driving home to the barbecue. What, you know, right. in the moment, that's when you are realizing these needs. And before you'd add it to the to-do list and then ultimately you would go transfer that to-do list into Walmart or transfer that to-do list as you're actually shopping in the actual retailer. Here they're just limiting that step altogether. They're there in the moment of need to replenish the commodity goods that you need. Now, are you going to use this to shop for the next shirt for the formal outing on Friday? Heck no, no, never. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying when we You're look right. at this. Like that's why I was general yeah, really landscape yep. of commerce, like yep. that type of world is going to be owned by Instagram, visually focused platforms, mm-hmm. etc. Yep. This type of world is going to be owned by the Amazons and now WalMarts or Targets of the world, looking to figure out how do you minimize barrier and friction and the distance between that need state and actual fulfillment. And I think ultimately, if we keep going on this path, I'm also I'm I am confuse why auto replenishment hasn't taken off more because as much as we hate it we are very regimented in our routines as humans like i need paper towels every three months i need new t-shirts every 12 months i need etc these brands should know that these retailers should know that and because i'd be curious what what you're saying like
0: i I can give you my take on that i'm
1: looking at the next step here yeah i can give
0: you my take on that i mean i want to i don't want to lose your other point though too because you're right like the first part of what you said I'm using Amazon's visual search capability to do what this is ultimately approximating. And that is much more friction filled than ultimately where this can go. Totally. That's why I think this is really interesting. Um, I wanna get, and I for sure wanna hear your take on this too, but like to answer your other point, uh, the whole like, let me just replenish you without thinking about it. Like, first of all, retailers can't do that in their stores well. There's just too much variability in the process. And think about how you are as a human, even though you have routines things change, True. right? And that changes the order frequency at which you need things. And so therefore, whenever you try these things and all of us have done, all of us have been there,
1: you end up with way more rolls of toilet paper than you need or way more tubes of toothpaste or way more- It hasn't been perfected. Yeah, you, yeah.
0: It's, it's very, very difficult. And I
1: think if I looked at myself at a case study, it hasn't worked even for the most rudimentary thing. And
0: I think I go back to your point too, of like, do you even need it? Because you're right. What ends up happening, at least that I've seen, is you're walking through your house and you're like, Holy crap, my deodorant's low. Siri, give me another thing of deodorant. That actually is kind of easier because then i Correct. don't have this additional issue and you of, know all the stocks.
1: hard work's happening in the background yeah. yeah,
2: and you know what things cost so let's not forget that not everybody can replenish things every three months like have it coming all the time too so i think that yeah, allows doesn't work if
0: you're on a budget necessarily
2: any, anytime you can give your customers choice and you can fulfill mm-hmm. that choice within a matter of hours whether it's driving to the local walmart or it's having it delivered to your door i think that's that's the the best benefit from this um, yeah, to that point, it's kind of like you said with the
0: McKinsey thing, Carter. It's like sometimes the simplest answers are just the best answers, not the ones that require the most algorithms to process and figure out what the answer is. Or the fanciest
1: is. new technology, or yes. just because your iPhone can do it doesn't mean it's supposed yes. to happen.
2: I think this is a Trojan horse. I'm going to come in with my Whoa. Amazon conspiracy theory here. Whoa. We need to get an actual Tro- Wait, Trojan hat. horse. What do you mean yeah. Trojan horse? Amazon's opening grocery stores next year, you guys. They will know every single thing that I buy at Walmart, and now they can come back and be like, hey you're you mean Ke- red
0: herring yeah okay got it yeah like versus trojan horse well trojan horse is like you know the thing you like bring no in amazon is the
2: trojan horse it's oh, in amazon your house. is a trojan horse okay yes. got it i amazon thought you were saying is walmart horse. was a trojan horse okay it's I got in your it. house got it. right now walmart has no yeah. other they have to go do this if they want to have any like if they want the market share for grocery delivery But hang on
1: isn't that why though they released it on apple owned products and they haven't released this feature on amazon owned products well, that's what I think is so brilliant
0: too. Because I agree with you that you're like it could be a Trojan horse. And glad we cleared cleared up exactly what that yeah. was. Because like, yes, you could do it with Alexa,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but Alexa doesn't come with you yet. And who knows that Alexa ever, ever will? Given that Apple is much better from an experienced design standpoint. Well, and it will hardware. if you look
1: at the new products.
0: They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they are yeah. trying. But will it ever get there? Who knows?
2: I don't know. I think that this is a uh, Must do for Walmart. Don't blame them, but... Like, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Got it. somebody's tracking what's happening, whether it's your Alexa device or it's your Apple device. Carter is right that it is only Apple that they've announced here. But
1: what we need to do is we need to try this. I would like us to try this because I want yeah, to if see if they're yeah. actually able to go from voice to accurate orders, because if it doesn't work, at least there's a there's a cutoff around ninety ninety five percent of the time. and if it's not successful, people won't use it. And I think that's what I'm really curious yeah. of. Can Walmart make it work?
0: Although, and that's the now versus the future of Correct. when can it work? But yeah, that, no. So that's okay. So that's interesting. So you think I'm just
2: scared of um, wow. Amazon, which You're is still no, frightened no of Amazon. New the tinfoil hat is here. on, even in this story. Yeah, I mean that is going to shake it all up. That that's, is amazing. Anyway, oh my god. Okay. Close this out. Chris. All right.
0: Speaking of, well, this one is not a Trojan horse, but this is one is sad. <laughs> Is it very, a red herring? Very sad. It's definitely not a red herring either. I don't think this is maybe more of a canary in the Carter, coal mine. Carl, do you
2: even know what red herring is? <laughs> I don't know or...
0: any
1: of this. Is. I'm just standing over here.
0: <laughs> okay. Definitely a canary in the coal mine. I think. Oh. Uh, unfortunately, but yes, Gap CEO ArtPec has stepped down. Uh, the 15 year he served there for 15 years, uh, and he was renamed CEO in 2015. There was no reason given for his p- departure, and the son of the founders, Robert Fisher, will take over. It's a hard story for me. I think for those of you know that know me well, I spent my early part of my career at the Gap, have a ton of fond memories for the experience. Quite possible, it was probably the most formative part of my entire retail career. I think I learned more there in the four years I spent, probably than I did uh, in the 15 years I spent at Target. Like it was just There were just so many amazing people there, from Mickey Drexler to so many mentors I had there as well. Um, it's sad to see. It's a brand that I wish could come back. Uh and I'm curious. I wish I wish Emma the intern was here today, and I'll have to ask her this when, when she returns, but what does the gap even mean to you guys anymore at this point? No. Go ahead.
2: I
1: I don't I mean, baby clothes, we're crushing gap baby clothes right now. Yeah. Like I mean, that's kind of the first time I've interacted with the brand in 15 years.
2: Well, I think gap has lost its identity. It doesn't, it used to have a point of view and it doesn't anymore. And there's a lot of other companies that are out there going after doing basics better, um, for less money. And they just, they don't have, they lost their way a little bit. (laughs) And I think that what, if I were in charge of the, the gap comeback plan, I think I would explore doing like a white label store of gap product with a smaller scale product and giving it a point of view so that, And not telling people it was Gap, but just coming out with like, this is X brand or whatever. And now it's coming out and still like sourcing the same materials, but just trying to like reimagine what that point of view could be. And I think it would do really well. I I think there's a use case for good quality basics, but right now it doesn't mean anything. And and it's more associated with being 60% off all the time than it is anything of value.
0: Yeah. That's what really frustrates me. Like. And Carter, it's, I'm not surprised you say it doesn't mean anything to you. But like, what really frustrates me is like, back in its heyday,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it was a great place to go for just good quality basics that you know you could wear to work, that you could know you know you could wear on like a Saturday out at night or during the day. And I actually don't know where that place is anymore. Would
1: you say though the strategy deviated from or, that, or were they always that?
0: I think somewhere along the line they've lost that, and.
1: I think there's a gap in the market right
0: now for that. And, and that's what I mean. It's yeah. like, but
2: who picked it up? Pun intended.
0: Right. Yeah, good wow, job. Didn't even that try that. Pretty, that was pretty good. But am I wrong? So you're saying that's true. Like I I don't know where that is. Who is that? And why, That's like to your point, why haven't we filled basics. that out? Why haven't we figured that out? So you're saying start over, Anne.
2: Yeah, I'm saying start from scratch. Because I, I think yeah, I, I think the gap there is a gap. It's either going to a. Uh, big box retailer discounter, Amazon Essentials or your Target or Walmart to get your basic tees or you're going the other end where you're doing high-end like James se. T-shirts that you're spending sixty dollars on, you know, like that. That's what what there is. There's no in-between ground. But Gap, you can't justify paying twenty dollars for a Gap shirt anymore. Like, and no. no, and no one expects to do that. They expect to get a twenty-four dollar Gap shirt for five ninety-eight, and and four of those whenever they're on sale. Like that's what Gap means. Now. I w-
1: yeah, I think the perception of the brand. I think there is a market though for the nineteen ninety-nine or fourteen yeah. ninety-nine T-shirt that's going to last more than three washes. Right. Yeah,
2: look at h&m i mean they're they've got to come back they've got a collection that's been coming out they've been doing really well and that's where they're hitting the pr- the price point um but the quality there i would say is not as as good as what gap used to be right. or maybe still is but no one knows because they're not shopping and there.
0: and I, I definitely am speaking about it more from a male shopping perspective too which i know you know so I, it, it, that's kind of because because that's what it you know has always meant to me too in terms of me being a shopper there but
2: do you still remember all the men's pant sizes
0: oh my god yes <laughs> I can remember actual like item numbers for the jeans. It's pretty crazy. I used to cut those orders by hand, so it was a long time ago. But it,
2: It's amazing how you remember those things, it, No, isn't it's, it? it's crazy. I was at a Target Ooh. returning something this weekend. They're like, let me get that DPCI. And I was like, oh, Whoa, my God, I haven't boy. thought about that in a long time. I thought of that.
0: Time. Department class item. All right. Well, that closes us up. Man, we threw a lot of analogies there. It seemed like we were pushing water uphill even at times. <laughs> Whoa. Holla again, Carter. But we got some fun things on tap for the rest of the week. Carter is going to help me set up a new computer. I got a new computer this week. Man, okay, you. Okay, super last pumped? pumped.
1: You got a new computer, a new brand new MacBook, and you haven't opened it when it's arrived. It's been sitting here for over a it's week. killing me, It's Carter. absolutely insane. Yeah, you're right. I've waited six days to open this the thing. The productivity
2: <laughs> of OmniTalk is about to, like,
1: triple.
0: Yeah, triple, if you
2: thought we were productive sure. before, wait till yeah. I get a
0: computer, but I don't have to wait to type the letter C. <laughs> anyway... Thanks, as always, for supporting us. If you're out there, please like, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Our reviews are steadily climbing. Please help us out. Stop. Review us if you can. It really makes a difference. And as I learned at The Gap, and as I always say, every difference makes a difference. For Ann, for Carter, for me, to all of you, be careful out there.